Hello and welcome to the Kane Violation. I'm your host, Sam Kane. And today, we're doing Debbie Does Debt. No, I mean, um, we're what? Uh, we're doing the Dallas Mavericks, a sports team in Dallas that has uh, Luka Doncic on it. He's a pretty good player. I've seen him play twice, actually. I saw him once play for the Mavs. The other time I saw him play for Spain, I think. I think it was Madrid, Real Madrid. I I had no idea this was 2017. This was April of 2017. I'm sure I've told this story before. Well, I'm telling it again. My sister was studying abroad in Spain. So, I decided to visit her. She was about an hour away from Madrid. Got a hotel. Went with my family. My mom, last minute, says, I want to go to Barcelona for 24 hours. And I'm like, hell no. I hate airplanes. I don't want to fly to Barcelona. So she wasted a bunch of money doing that. Meanwhile, I stayed back in Madrid, and you know what I did? I went to scout Celtics' 2016 draft pick, Ante Zizic, who was playing for, I think he was playing for Fenerbahce. I have to double-check, because it was Fenerbahce against... Um, uh, Real Madrid. Was it? Oh, Wikipedia's got the... Oh, donate to us. If 98% of the people reading this donated, we'd be done within an hour. You know what? I, I donated to you guys years ago. So, it's someone else's turn. That's all I gotta say. So, uh, no, it was... Da Daru Safaka. <laughs> I don't know. D A R U S S A F A K A. The Rusafaka. It's a uh Turkish basketball team. So and that it really just worked out. They they just happened to be playing Real Madrid that night. So I was like, oh, man, I'm going to scout Zizic because, you know, I'm a Celtics fan. I was really hyped that we picked him 23rd overall in the first round, 2016 draft. Um, well, hilariously, he never even ended up playing a game for the Celtics because he was in the Kyrie Irving trade summer of 2017. But another funny thing is Luka Doncic was on Real Madrid. <laughs> He's like, he was probably like 17 years old. And I had no idea. I didn't know who he was. I think, well, let's see. What's Luca's birthday? Luca Doncic. Holy, what? Luca was born in 1999. That blows my mind. No, like, that really blows my mind, because I saw him play in 28, was it 2018, or it was t early 2019, and he was, he was so dominant as a rookie. I mainly went to the game because it was the last time Dirk Nowitzki was going to be um, playing against the Brooklyn Nets, so Nowitzki's in town, I wanted to see him play before he retired, I never actually saw him play. I, I did go to a Mavs game uh, in late 2012, I think, but Nowitzki was injured, and I remember their starting point guard was actually Derek Fisher at the time. Very, very short stint that Derek Fisher had with the Mavericks. I saw him. Sean Marion was on that team. Someone else was there. It wasn't a very good Mavs team. 
but I, it was the first time that Jason Terry, because Jason Terry was on the Celtics. He was going up against um, the Mavericks for the first time in years because he played for the Mavericks, like, what, eight, nine years before that he was on the Hawks. So first time in a while he was going up against the Mavericks again. But, uh, yeah, I'm getting so off topic here. Um, Luka Doncic was on Real Madrid. I had no idea who Luka Doncic is. I don't remember him even playing in the game. I have pictures of the box score. Be- because the way they do it at the arena there is they have, like, a huge jumbotron. Like in in center, I mean, like every stadium has that in the NBA, but it throughout the whole game you can just pretty much see the the box score up on the big screen. So I I took pictures of that because there's some there was some funny uh, former NBA players that were there. Luke Harangati, if you remember him, played at Notre Dame. Jeff Adrian was there. Anthony Randolph, another player. Uh, James Anderson, Sixers. Uh, there was this center for that used to be on the Sixers. He was garbage. His, I think his name's like Fulkin or something. Furkin. That's his first name. Not Korkmaz, obviously. He's not a center, but it was, it was some center that the Sixers used to have. It was. <laughs> Back when they were awful. But he barely got any playing time. But Luka Doncic played in this game. I didn't know who he was. I don't find out who he is until a year later when we start hearing about all the hype videos. So, I, you know, hear about Luka and I do some research. I find out that uh, I'm like, wait, he played for Real Madrid? Ah, oh, man, I just missed him by a year. And then I looked looked even closer. I was like, oh, no, he was on Real Madrid when I went to the game. I had to, I had to uh, check Google. It, it took like 10 minutes just to, to find the box score of this EuroLeague game. I think it was a EuroLeague playoff game. And they do all kinds of strange tournaments there. I don't understand any of them. They're probably not that hard to understand, but it's just so much different than here that. And and then like the uh, the websites are, t- you know, they're they're Euro websites. They're not as um, user friendly as uh, some of the American sites. So that took forever to find the box score. But that, yeah, then I found out Luka Doncic played like eight minutes in the game. So whatever, way off topic. Let's just get into the current Dallas Mavericks. Where do we start? Uh, highest paid player is not Luka Doncic yet. It will be next year, most likely. It is actually Kristaps Porzingis making $31.6 million, probably making $20 million too much. <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's see. Who else? Longest tenure player is Dwight Powell. I can tell you that. He uh, was in the Rajon Rondo trade, dating all the way back to 2014. Dwight Powell was on the Celtics first couple months of his NBA career really did not do much I'll tell another quick story that I know I've told before I'll tell it quick I went to a Sixers game Sixers sucked back then so I was able to sit really close they were playing the Celtics so it was a little intimidating. I was right by the Celtics bench I like really close to them like in in plain view. And the tickets were not. It was a hundred bucks. I mean, maybe that's a lot, but to sit where I was, <laughs> I don't think it was. I was. I felt uncomfortable because I was. 
because they're constantly looking over at the audience, and I'm looking at them, so I'm locking eyes with some of the players. But anyways, during one of the timeouts, Gerald Wallace was throwing what I think was uh, rolled-up gum wrappers, and he's just, like, throwing it at players' ears to see if they'd notice. And he did it to Dwight Powell a bunch of times. And... Dwight just like touched his ear. He didn't even like look to see, like where'd that come from? Where'd that, where'd that piece of paper that hit my ear come from? And then Gerald Wallace did the same thing to James Young. James Young is looking around like, what the hell was that? Gerald Wallace does it again. <laughs> Hits James Young in the ear. James Young's like, all right, who who did that? And then he sees that as Gerald, and they just smile at each other. Little little rookie hazing, I guess, from Gerald Wallace. That was his last year in the league. So I'm thinking this Dwight Powell guy, he's kind of an idiot. He he doesn't even notice that people are throwing gum wrappers at his ear. I didn't think he'd become much of an NBA player. He's actually been all right. For a second-round pick, he's been great. He's starting right now for the Mavericks. But anyways, he's their longest-tenured player. The other thing I do is uh, highest paid D or G leaguer. I uh, did not look this up ahead of time. I don't think Porzingis ever went to the G League, so he is the highest paid player. I mean, we'll double check for gets and shiggles. No, he never went to the G League. He'd like he'd, he'd quit the NBA if they sent him to the G League. He'd go back to Latvia. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. is the second highest paid player on the team. Pretty, pretty interesting. Remember when like that was looked at as a bad contract that the Knicks were dumping? He's actually a good player. Uh, it is. It's Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, Hardaway Jr. played with the Canton Charge as well as the Austin Spurs. I believe this would have had to have been during his Hawks tenure because I know he was injured for a little bit after his first Knicks tenure. Interesting. Very interesting. But yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr., not a bad player. Not a bad player, pretty good. Uh, so anyways, I, uh, yeah, I watched a Celtics game, unfortunately. It, uh... What was it? Sad. I think it was Saturday night. Um. And uh, yeah, it was something else. Hey, one thing I noticed: Do the Mavericks have some kind of microphone on their their net, their basketball net? Because every time someone hits a shot, it sounds so freaking loud. I'm assuming so. Tatum hit a nice three, and I say that's the only time where it it sounded nice. Other other times it was just annoying. It's like, is that necessary? Come on. What? It, Luca looks chunkier than I mean. He was already out of shape <laughs> two years ago. I mean, I think the joke is like he. Um, so, someone. I think it was a scout. Someone. Someone in the NBA said it. They, <laughs> when he was a rookie, they said he's built like a Seven Eleven employee. And it's it's. I don't know if that if Seven Eleven employees the first one I go to, but it's still pretty funny. <laughs> Cause he look. He looks like an out of shape person. He he looks like he has. A dad bod. He 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 he, he doesn't look that muscular. Like <laughs> he looks like me. He he looks like I have these chunky ass arms, and it's just it's clearly not muscle. It's all flab. I'm not saying that's the case with Luca, but I'm just saying it, it doesn't look toned. Doesn't look toned. His face looks chunkier. 
But, I mean, so what? <laughs> He's still balling. Who cares? I mean, that's that's just his, his advantage on people because, like, he he still can play forty minutes a game. Like, yeah, he kind of gets tired, but not like you really have to take him out for terribly long. If he's got to win an overtime game, he'll do it, and he'll play. He'll play the full five minutes. He'll play a whole game. Whatever he's got to do, he's a competitor. I do worry, is this guy gonna, you know, is the weight gonna catch up with them? Because you're supposed to be in, you know, the best shape of your life when you're in your, you know, early 20s, right? Maybe not. I, I don't think I was. But then again, I was drinking a lot of beer, like all the time. Doing beer bongs, just constantly guzzling beer in college. It wasn't until I got out of college that I dropped all the beer weight. So, one thing I want to highlight during the game, I always notice these moments when a player's mad. These, these are moments you're not going to see in the highlights. Maybe if it's really bad, you'll see it on the top page of Reddit. But sometimes, if if you're if you're watching these games closely, you'll see times where players do not seem happy with each other. First quarter, Luka Doncic seemed pissed at Porzingis. Now Luka. He was uh, backing down someone, ends up getting double teamed, and he's expecting to see Porzingis in the corner so he can pass it right to him. Porzingis isn't there. He's at the wing. Luca has to chuck up a bad shot. I think that's what happened. And then that's it. Turnover. Luca was not happy. Jason Kidd, who does he take out? Porzingis. Luca is such an alpha. I love it. I love it. He's. He, <laughs> you think Porzingis is like? I mean, Porzingis. He's what seven three. Looks like a pretty intimidating dude, for the most part. He seemed to be an alpha when he was on the Knicks. Comes to the Mavericks, Luca's like, screw off, man. This is my show. This is my show. And it really is Luca's show. Most of the time, it's just him trying to get his shot off. And then if he gets, you know, if he, if he doesn't have a shot available, who's out in the three-point line? Here you go. Dorian Finney-Smith, have fun. Where's Hardaway in the corner? There you go. Brunson, here, I'm tired. Make a play. Basically, basically, that's what's going on here. It's, uh, uh th th there was a stat someone was talking about how it's really the Mavs bench that is keeping... These the, the the team in games, winning games, if you look at the advanced numbers, Luca's actually really has really bad numbers when he's on the floor. Something like that. I mean, this is the guy that, that just, you know hit a hit a game winner against the Celtics. I mean they the Mavs really don't win that game. Maybe they do, but if if you got if you got a player who can hit shots like that, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna let him run the show. You're gonna feed him the ball all the time. So the argument I've heard is uh, that you know maybe it's just that Luca doesn't have the right guys around him, and that's why the advanced numbers are bad, which probably is the case, if I had to guess. He, um, 
he seems to work well with Hardaway Jr. Finney Smith. I'm I, I'm not sure about the the big men though. Porzingis. I mean, talented. I don't think this is a good long-term fit with Luca, though, and I think a lot of people would agree with me, and I think a lot of the the Mavericks fans, probably the front office, realizes this. But what are you going to do? His value is pretty low right now. You, you really can't get much for him. I mean, what, are you going to try and get Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons and Luka, it doesn't make sense. They both need the ball in their hands. The Sixers, Embiid and Porzingis, doesn't make sense. I mean, maybe they can get creative with the trade, but... You know, why, would, why would these other teams want Porzingis if it's not working out for him in Dallas? Are they just going to say, oh, it just doesn't fit with Luka? It's like, no, he's... Yeah, it, it, it's not ideal. There's nights where, you know, who you get glimpses of. Ooh, this is this is gonna this is gonna sting some people. Andre Bargnani. Andre Bargnani. You know, you you remember him? Former number one pick. Two thousand six. Can shoot the three ball. Not the greatest with defense. Really not that great. Really not that great. Is this what Porzingis is now? I think that's a stretch. Oh, he's what? He's uh, he's averaged around 20 points a game. Last couple years playing with the Mavericks. He's averaging 13 so far this year. Now, I know he's he's missed... Five games. And he's he's played maybe six total, if that. But shouldn't that mean your numbers would be higher? Right? If you're if you're consistently scoring twenty, which he should be doing with the, the kind of contract he has, shouldn't your numbers be higher? How can you say like, oh, he's only played five game five or six games? That's why his numbers are so low. It's like, no, they, they should be high. It's when you play a lot more games, that's when your averages start to drop because you start having some bad games every once in a while. I don't like this. I don't... I, it's not good. Luca, generational talent. The Mavs need someone else. They do. They, 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 it's, it's not Porzingis. And it, they're in a holding pattern right now. They can't trade Porzingis. He makes too much money. Value's too low. But no, no one's available. Who are you gonna get? You're gonna get Miles Turner. Yeah, yeah. You think the Pacers want Porzingis? Who's gonna want Porzingis? I have no idea. So, that's this is a major issue. It's a major issue right now. Because uh, you're probably going to end up having to waste a couple years of Luca's prime just because you don't have the right team together. Now, it's not the end of the world. Of course, it took, you know, another generational talent, Giannis, uh, about, he was drafted 2013, so what, seven, seven, eight seasons it took for him to get a ring? But, you know, there's, there's good teams out there. You don't want to, when you, when you got a player of Lucas Caliber, who is, who is so much better than Tatum, screw Jason Tatum. I, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but screw Jason Tatum. Give me Luca. Give me Luca. Give me that passion. Give me that passion. They're starting Dwight Powell. Nah. Not working. Not working. Dwight, you're a backup center. That's where you belong. I know Maxi Kleber's injured. 
That stinks. Hopefully he gets back soon. But, ugh, boy, oh boy. They, they need to construct this team better. Now, there's some upside here. There's some upside. For one thing, Jalen Brunson looks great. He looks great this year. His on and off numbers are off the charts. The they're, I mean, you would expect Brunson and Doncic's numbers to be switched. On and off numbers. But Brunson's killing it. He's killing it. Yeah, I, I like I said, I have a fantasy team of all 2018 draft players. Brunson's one of the best players on the team. And I didn't even draft him. I dropped Kevin Herter and picked up Brunson on a whim. And this was early in the season, and it was like one of the best moves I've made was getting Brunson. He's just really maturing into um, a great young player. He went in the second round, too. You can find you can find some real gems in the second round, let me tell you. So that's good. I mean, I don't think uh Brunson could be the uh the Chris Middleton to Luka Doncic, you know what I mean, Giannis and Middleton. For years it seemed like Middleton wasn't good enough to be the second banana. And then people shut up after after a while, maybe Brunson can become like a Fred Van Vliet kind of guy. I still think you guys need someone else, though. You need someone else. Who do you got? Who do you got? Anyways, yeah, I mean, yeah, you broke my heart. Not re- actually, you really didn't. You didn't break my heart on Saturday. I, I, I expected Luca. The, I, I. I if Luca has the ball with 10 seconds to go in the game, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. In previous years, I'd be terrified, but now it's almost like I just know. Like, it's over already. Fate is sealed. As soon as I find out Luca has the ball... And he'll have the last shot of the game. I knew the Mavs were winning that. The shot goes up. That's going in. This this guy is unbelievable. He's unbelievable. He is is embarrassing. Comparing him to Tatum, Mister <laughs> Tatum. Tatum has as much better looks at the basket. And he's trying to pull off Luca stuff, and he's freaking airballing shots. Embarrassing. He, he shouldn't even be in the same sentence as Luca. And this is coming from a Celtics fan. Sorry, I'm just sick of Tatum. And I really am. I don't want to make this all about Tatum, but Luca's on another level. Mentally tougher, too. Mentally tougher. I love it. So, hey, Ma- Mavs fans, I if you guys make the finals, I'll be rooting for you. I will. I will. I I like I like guys that uh, stick with their. Well, I know Luca's only been in the league for five years, but I like guys that uh, that stick with the team that drafted them. Through thick and thin, and win it. We saw it with Giannis. I know Lillard wants to do the same thing. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that can happen. Not looking good though. Not looking good. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the the next game. Wait a sec, though. Have you guys noticed how many former Nick players are on this team? Hardaway Jr., Porzingis, Reggie Bullock, Trey Burke, Frank Nielakina. I guess that's it. 
but still that's what that's five you could make a could make a whole uh a whole lineup out of former Knicks players maybe they've thrown out that lineup you have uh Trey Burke at point guard Neil Kenya shooting guard um Hardaway Jr. at the three Bullock at the four Porzingis at the five all uh all former Nick players that would be something so you guys last played the Pelicans and oh my god you guys won that's crazy you guys beat the Pelicans the team that's starting Garrett Temple? You you guys really beat them? The, the, they just their their big offseason move was getting Devontae Graham. Guys, it's so I'm so proud of you guys. Good job. Good job. Well, I mean, it's like playing the Orlando Magic. If you if you lose to them, then that means your team was shit-faced the previous night. Jalen Brunson was uh, really great in this game. Um, he's really putting the team on his back, especially the the bench unit when uh, Luca wasn't out there. He just he he pushes the ball. He has very good court awareness. He knows where the shooters are. He uh, he set up Porzingis bunch of different times you know he likes to kind of uh, dribble and um, around the free throw line ish area what do you call that the key I guess right outside of there um, and you know if he doesn't have anything he'll find a shooter right away whether it's Hardaway Jr. Porzingis or Reggie Bullock those guys, they're ready to shoot. So if uh, you know, you don't have anything, then uh, you just go to them. It's perfect. But the Pelicans blow. They um, they have to win this game. How about uh, you know Brunson rebounds the ball a lot? I've noticed it's usually shots that the other team misses, but. He's uh he's around to pick up the rebounds. He might be one of the shortest guys on the floor, but he'll get them. It's funny he actually had to do a jump ball with Valanciunas at one point. Pretty sure Valanciunas won that one. But uh, yeah, he he went at Valanciunas at the basket at one point too in the fourth. He just like. Attacked. He didn't dunk it on him, but you know he drew the foul and got the and one. It's pretty nice, pretty nice. Yeah, you know he uh, not afraid to take charges. Whatever, whatever he's got to do. Whatever he's got to do, he's got to be like six one, six one probably. Who are you guys gonna get? Because you guys. You blew it last year. You had the James Johnson contract. Could have picked up someone good with that. You end up choosing J.J. Redick. Big mistake. And, uh, yeah, you guys would have been better off with James Johnson. You should have just kept him. Give him more minutes. Maybe you would have actually beat the Clippers. I uh I don't know. Maybe it's time to get rid of Dwight Powell. I know he might be a fan favorite with you guys, but I think you gotta I think you gotta part ways. You gotta part ways with him. So you know, let me tell you where I have the Mavs ranked. I'm pretty sure they're around I'm going to say six, if I had to guess. So I did this before the season started. And, um... Let me 
to tell you who it's going to be. I have the Mavericks at 6, yeah. I think they will finish 6th. a good middle-of-the-road team. They're 7-3 and three right now. They're actually one of the better teams in the league, but I think they will you know, fall back to earth a little bit, even though they're not... They don't have a high defensive or offensive rating. They're kind of middle-of-the-pack for both. So the 7-3 the and three record is... Um, uh, it's deceiving. They seem like a pretty dominant team. I wouldn't necessarily say that right now, though. I don't know who you guys could get. Someone. Someone. Hopefully someone. Guys, uh, the uh, Dorian Finney-Smith uh, coupon is going to expire soon. It's, it's I mean... It's like, uh, you know, 75% off a Dorian Finney-Smith. He could be making like $16 million probably, but you're only paying him four because you, you did a smart contract, long-term extension with him, paying him like $4 million over, you know, four years. What was it, like $12 million over four years? Four times four? No, that's sixteen. That's going to expire soon. He's going to be a free agent, so... Are you going to extend him? Or are you going to let him walk? That's a starter for you guys. Keep that in mind. Seems to work well with Luca. Works much better than Porzingis. Well... I know... With, uh, with some of the stuff I said today... Mavs fans are going to be angry. They're going to be out for blood. Uh, speaking of uh, of blood, our movie of the week is Barren Blood. Barren Blood is a 1972 gothic horror film directed by Mario Bava, well known for his movie Black Sunday. I'll tell you, though, my favorite Bava film is actually called Rabbit Dogs. It's a movie shot in the mid-70s, but due to the film's main financial backer dying and all types of other problems, it actually was seized by the courts and never released until all the finances were figured out. Now, how long was it unreleased for? 23 years, 23 years. So it was shot in the mid-70s and not released to the public until the late 1990s. It's actually a great film. But back to Barren Blood, this is not a great film. It has some qualities of a great film. The cinematography, which was done by Bava himself, is is beautiful. And in Barren Blood, I gotta say, it's, it's really mesmerizing at certain times, especially the scenes in the fog where the Baron is running after his victims. Although they they tend to reuse the same location a lot um, during the chase scenes in this movie, so it almost makes it seem like the character's running in circles. Not sure if uh, it's what they were implying or if they were trying to make it look like they were uh, running in multiple different locations. Now, from um, what I gathered plot-wise, you know, this was kind of a phone movie. You know how you have the movie on in front of you, but, you know, you're, you're also, you're, you're multitasking. You're doing stuff on your phone as well. But I, I could pretty much get the gist of what's going on. So um, it's about a... A professor from the U.S. who goes to a home in Austria which belonged to his ancestor from the 16th century. Uh, it's also a, a giant castle, so a lot of uh, very interesting um, architecture there. A lot of um, unique art pieces as well on the walls antiques inside it's uh like you said it's very gothic 
very gothic, and I guess this is uh, this was the home to his ancestor. They're turning it into uh, a possible hotel for people to stay in, but they're keeping all the uh, you know torturing devices that this uh, this barren ancestor used. Um, now there was uh, a witch involved back with the Baron in the 1600s, and uh, she she made some kind of spell, a curse or whatever, that would allow him to get resurrected down the line if, uh, if needed. The U.S. dude who goes to this castle finds out about it, he's with one of his students, and they get the Baron resurrected. Why? Well, really just morbid curiosity. You know, not much logic to this one. So now the Baron is out for blood. The Baron wears a Capitan hat, sort of like a pilgrim hat, and his face isn't really just flat out revealed. It's usually hidden behind shadows, but we'll still see some glimpses throughout his face actually reminds me of another European horror film that came out in 72. That would be Tales from the Crypt. If any of you have seen it, the face I find that resembles the Baron uh, in this movie is uh, Grimsdyke. Arthur Grimsdyke, played by Peter Cushing. It's, uh, I think it's the third story, Tales from the Crypt. I'm talking about the movie. So before the TV series, there was a movie called Tales from the Crypt. And um, the creator of the show, Tales from the Crypt, Robert Zemeckis, was actually a big fan of uh, this particular movie growing up. But anywho, uh, Arthur Grimsdyke in that movie, his face... um, when he comes back from the dead in the third Tales from the Crypt story. looks a lot like the Baron in this movie. It's just great makeup and practical effects that they have there. It almost looks like the wind could blow off their skin. That's that's how creepy it looks. Um, So, you know, the Baron has a good look for a killer in this movie. Like, cool getup. The slasher genre wasn't really... A genre back then um, but you can see this film has some of those elements this could have been a great slasher film I mean we get one kill with an Iron Maiden which seemed right out of a slasher movie and you know then we also got some great chase sequences like I mentioned before uh, a lot of uh, victims running through narrow alleyways of buildings. Uh, there's fog in the background. It's very eerie and dreamlike. Some of the best sequences in the movie, I'd say. Um, but everything in between is just so damn boring. It's like, God, who cares? The characters are bland. Main character is literally just there for plot. He's, he's, he's freaking boring, man. Who cares? Now, I will point out one sequence that I really enjoyed, and it was with, uh, with the kid that's in the movie. It's a young redhead girl, and she's getting stalked by the Baron. It's in the woods. It's uh, during the day. It's almost like a... Uh, like some kind of walk pathway in the woods with uh, multiple different trails you can go down, kind of like a maze, honestly. But she's she's in there trying to escape from the Baron, and um, it, it actually it was weird. She had like a, a small streak of white hair, so it almost made me think: Is this like an older person that's playing a kid or something but no it was definitely a child actress that's kind of like what happened in Alice Sweet Alice I guess Alice in that movie was <laughs> I think she was like in her 20s or something like late 20s playing a 12 year old which is mind blowing um, 
but uh, this was definitely a kid. Anyway, she's running through the woods, and um, there's just one shot where you know, we're, we're facing her head on. The camera's facing her head on. Stops in her tracks on the path. She's figuring out where to go next. Now, there's no cuts or anything. The camera's just staying with her. It actually pans to the path she chooses to, to go on. It, it ends up being a very, very steep path up a hill. Uh, almost, she, she literally has to climb up it. It actually didn't look very safe for a kid to be <laughs> climbing up. The actress definitely had some trouble getting up there. She's you know, on, her, on her hands and knees, using her feet, just trying to climb up this thing. And, I mean, she's, she's going away from the camera at this point, so uh, you would think that we were going to get a cut soon. We're going to cut to a new shot. Then uh, it appears that <laughs> we start getting one of those, like, Star Wars wipe transitions, you know, where, where like, some, something wipes across the, sc- the, the screen cutting to something else. Or not, not cutting to something else. Transitioning to something else. And that's, that's what it appeared like. And then you realize, oh, snap, it's actually the Baron's cape emerging across the screen. We're close up on the Baron, but you don't realize this at first since the cape is all black. And uh, I thought it was just a, a very great, you know, creative shot, very out of the box. Don't... That, these older movies, like a lot of the slasher films in the 70s, 80s, they really just did a lot of unconventional things that, um, you know, if you, if you were a director and you, you asked a cinematographer to do this shot, he'd probably say, what the hell? No. Why would, why would we do that? So I'm giving this the Abbey rating. Movie really um, didn't need a ton of improving just to get the out. If it just had like a, a decent plot, it would have been fine. The Shakespeare of 16, dip in my ink pen. Made a sculpture of me, but my dick was too thin. Paint pictures of me, but they never get my chin. One writing scriptures, bringing tears to the princess. Every time I end it, you can see the intent. Leave your mind bent, hanging on to every sentence. Have no apprentice, style uninherited. Laughing at you peasants, cause my penmanship is excellence. We're never in the presence. Eyes get wide. I'm the town hero, cause my words give them pride. And what they feel inside, I say the perfect words for. Some say I'm a prophet with the visions I get cursed for. I'm all astonished, ride with the birds Make a grown man cry with shrimp on the words Tears the Mona Lisa, Medusa the liquid Fuck and make Gandhi grab the burner Wanna shoot shit, rhymes that'll make the Pope Wanna get his dick sucked Had Virgin Mary doing lines in a pickup Make Sarah Palin deep throat till she hiccup Had T.D. Jakes round his bitch doing stick-ups Rhymes so real, thought I wrote it in pop blood Told me in my dreams that these niggas is not thugs Tag! What's in the portfolio, sicker than polio? Shit so personal, my mind can't listen to my oh-so-original. Niggas extra crispy, bar so Bukowski, soda pop Pinsky. Well, Max can never be number one. Your time's done, bomb village smelling like napalm. Your day's gone, Lexington Hughes with a blue fuse and a screw loose. Maya Angelou abused child with a notebook. Spitting like Kipling with a tooth missing. Tongue bring torture to men, women, and children. The memoir sacred, hit in the basement. Await my next piece at a formal engagement. Crowds walk for miles just to hear that sound. Starting to get more power than the ones that wear crown. Cheers to Mona Lisa, Medusa the liquid. Broker made Gandhi grab the burner, wanna shoot shit. Rhymes that'll make the Pope wanna get his dicks up. Had a Virgin Mary doing lines in the pickup. Make Sarah Palin deep throat till she hiccup. Had T.D. Jakes round his bitch doing stick-ups. Rhymes so real, thought I wrote it in pop plug. Told me in my dream that these niggas is not thugs.
been patient. We both played our part in heartbreaking. Most times you hurt more than I placed it. Took blows to the heart, that's family. My mother, in 20 years, with a hustler. He always talked, never talked sicko. When I place up to a ball, couldn't take it. So many nights, again, mama on the couch, stressing. She looking at the clock, it's quarter past two. Next day, it's still no sign of daddy. A hustler, always loyal to the customer. In love with the only example of family. I wanna say Mailman first of the month, I'm a straight go get a trendsetter, make a mo with her when a nigga bust. Dude, I keep her soaking wet to the touch. I do. No joke, can't stop, should you get enough? Like a paper towel, get the pick her up, blow smoke, chop chop, let her hit the blunt, nigga, what up? Up, up, and away, and away. I ain't been the front from the jump or the kitty up, bruh. It's plenty pretty bitties in the city I'm from. Man, I'm gon' pick me just one. The ride shotgun, do you hear me? Just one, one, one. Pumps red, but give me a purple heart instead, cause a nigga goes hard. Kinda like an egg, boiling in a pot of hot water. I like a bed with a no knock warrant. I wanna, so I'ma go and get her, you hear me? We got it surrounded, she gonna give it to me. Give it up, give back, hands up, handcuffed with the wrist back, back up. The type to take a make a nigga act up, mask up, get the cat out like a mashup. Any and everything on sight like a Dropbox Chevy. Shit. Uh, AK shit, 
step on my shoes, I shoot you in the face, bitch. So what the fuck is up? Fuck? You niggas fucking up. Uh. If any swing on you, I swing on you, nigga. I'll fuck you up. They all mistaken, kindness for weakness. They all bitches, spineless and speechless. Work all week, and you broke by the weekend. Jerks wanna creep, try to choke you when you sleeping. All cause we spit raw, noses are leaking. Everybody quick draw, we know when you reaching. Niggas done fucked up, they woke up a demon. Whole team possessing, haven't spoke to a deacon. Hypocrite kids keep a hold on the preaching. Wigs will get split, they don't know what's the reason. Philly's like hell, but it's cold. Holding is freezing 24-7, yeah. no matter what the season hey, put me in the booth, man, surrounded by music I let my lips go, man, like I don't get two shits Y'all internet motherfuckers wish y'all was me On the road with the army, rolling with QD, uh While we be touring, y'all be at work whoring Begging for overtime, please can I get some more Been there, done that, matter of fact, still doing it Took some time, but we running with this music shit Say my name, man, and I'll show up Hit a nigga in the gut to his ass throw up And I still speak power with the force of an anvil I spit gutter words filling out a landfill I murder anyone who fuck with the villain, it's over You ain't American gangster cause you chillin' with over I got a motherfucking chip and it's still on my shoulder I dumped a motherfucking clip and you're grilling it soldier You ain't even in my league, get off any dick I'm eating Gollumot and Gabba go with my guinea click I'm a Sicilian massive, you a mini pit. 11 Mac 11, 9 nines on that biggie shit. I hug the block with Jay and Moss when a walker was sold. I carry four burners like the top of a stove. 2012, we all burn, that's what prophecy told. I don't give a fuck, I ain't expect to see 30 years old. In the hot sands in Savannah, stands a rhyme in Highlander, mental expander, what's all the propaganda? You in a contest on his conquest, lies a rap voyager, articulate lyricist, lyrics are deadly like asbestos, you get cardiac arrested by the specialist, Commodore with no encore, soar like a bald eagle through this world full of evil, my shields are force veil, transparent like Deer Park spring water, tracks I transslaughter like a chainsaw massacre, an ancient warrior trapped in Castlevania, and one way to explain his anger. To all my universal soldiers, stand at attention, while I strategize an invasion, the mission BSA. Assassination, snipers hitting Caucasians with semi-automatic shots heard around the world. My plot is to control the globe and hold the earth hostage. And my fingertips with tight grips like Atlas. See, I got a war plan more deadlier than Hitler. It was all written down in ancient scriptures. Genesis and speak lyricist, x-ray business, lyrical specialist, underworld terrorist, my razor blade cuts with sharpness, sharpening the sword to be killed by the Lord, the last platoon set up a campfire on the moon, you build to reveal Illuminati soon, all my soldiers trained with eagle claws, first degree of military loss, we create a massacre like Texas Chainsaw, blood for blood, keep the unity thick like mud, killer army attack, impeller fighters, deadly contra, with long range assault by sky blackness squadron, allied bombers, like Hitler in the battle of Britain, Analyze my vision, then join my collision, which is a war conviction, militant chamber that's hidden. Yo, check the convoy, his parachutes deployed, a squadron of army, killer arms bombing, his section, surrender your souls and your weapons, walls in session, pass the ammunition, shit is deep. As I walk in the danger, blowing up spots with bad bombs and anger. Outlaws dipped in black fatigue hat with more force to loot. I'm born beyond the strike back the army. Seven man deep back to back. I'll be pulling out gaps, launching deadly attacks. I'll be going to war, unheard and unseen. Awaken from your dreams, but gunshots and screams. Don't got time for the snitches. Leave a count with stitches. Make a take a fall in the bloody ditches. We're at a nine, giving it raw, blood for blood. Now we got an all out war. 